Hello and welcome to First Thoughts. It's your co-host here, Jensen, and with me this week, I have our regular host, uh, Josh, and we have our guest, Mike, on again this week. How are you doing, boys? Are you all right? Hi, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? It's a cool mug, Mike. It is a very cool <laughs> mug. I was just about it's to say s- that. Stoneware or something, oh, yeah? Cheers, mate. Yeah, it's very pretty. Is this what you could win today? <laughs> <laughs> well, by guessing it right, guessing your topic right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> have so, you, uh, go on, have you attempted um, wood turning yourself a mug yet, Mike? No, I've not. I mean, I've done plenty of bowls. I could just yeah. add a handle a to one handle of them. Onto it, yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, it should be pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. Worth a shot. So, so I'll just uh, I'll just explain again why why Richard isn't here with us this week. Um, I think they've extended the time that the army are helping out with the testing. Obviously, Richard is uh, one of our one of our brave boys, so um, he's not going to be with us for the next couple of weeks. Uh, so we have uh, Mike joining us again. Uh, thank you so much, Mike, for putting your time aside and coming joining us. Um, no problem. What 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 are your social medias, Mike, that people can go and have a quick look at if they want to? Um, it's uh, Mike Atkins, but spelled M Y C A T K I N S. Right, and. Um... Uh, I'm pretty much only active on Instagram, I suppose. That's the the mm. best thing to to go on for seeing my pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as I said, he he really did undersell himself. If you look at his work on Instagram, it is very good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> like oh, Mike, you. Mike's been very humble about it, but he's a very talented guy. Um. So right, I'm gonna get us underway. Um. The premise of the podcast. Uh, each of us brings a topic. And we have to try and arrive at a conclusion using minimal prompts. I suppose that's the have you rehearsed this? Because that sounded pretty um, slick. For no, once. that was that was not that was not rehearsed. <laughs> I was like, what am I saying? I've not I've not done this for a couple of weeks. I've forgotten how to nice. say this. Um, so uh, I'll kick us off then. Um, my topic this week. I would like your first thoughts on semantic satiation. Satiation. Mm. The fact that you've both not gone, I know it <laughs> straight away, is a sigh of relief uh, for me because I don't have to go to my backup topic. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me write this down. Semantic satiation. Yeah. Do you know how to spell semantic? Yeah. Satiation is S-A-T-A-T-I-A-T-I-O-N. That's correct, yes. Nice. Um, I have a, th- a first thought for you. Oh, yes, Mike. Here we go. <laughs> is semantic satiation, is that mm. right? Yeah, <laughs> very well done. Is yes. that where um, you are happy with, like, the sound of, of like, words or, or... Is it where so- there's, like, a, a word that makes you feel good do you know what so i mean like, like a I do positive know what you mean. We, we like word i like hmm. the way words sound okay just phonically like i, I like the way that certain words sound it's like it, a phonically it, pleasing word okay yeah but maybe not a so, word because so semantics. it's um so you're you're on the right track about words 
um, and kind of an association to words, but it's not necess- it's not um, it's not feeling uh, nice about the word. But it's a really good first. Oh, it's thought. not. Okay. It's, so it's it's not uh, how you feel about the word, um, but it is word related. Okay. And by extension, some other things. Because obviously, semantic isn't just about words, is it? It's mm. meanings of things. Josh, oh, first okay. thought, my friend. Um, <laughs> my first thought really was, what what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> and then Mike like gave us like quite a um, quite a well informed guess at what he thought that was. Yeah. I'm really on my toes when Mike's on. I'm really, I'm just like, I just feel like he's just gonna pull it out and be like, "Yes, got it." Did you say off air that you thought this would be easy to guess, Jensen? No, no, I didn't say that. No, I was, I was just, I was just had that kind of pre pre show nerves that I'm like, oh no, they're gonna get it like within the first like thirty seconds, and and that was it. It was one of them. It was just nervous that you were gonna that you were gonna know it. Um, Can you pronounce the second word again? Is it satiation? Satiation. Satiation. I'm, I'll try my best with that. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I don't know, like, kind of seeing that written down, I'm seeing where Mike was coming from with, like, satisfying and satisfaction. Yeah. Um, But seeing as Mike's first thought was wrong, it's really thrown me that now. Um, satiation. I'm going to say maybe... Um, well, it's interesting because the, the word satiation... Mm. Um, sorry to cut you off, Josh, but the word satiation no, does helps. does does come <laughs> from um, the act of. I've just quickly brought up a definition here, and it's the act of completely satisfying yourself of a need. Oh, it um, is. So, but that isn't that isn't what this phenomenon is. Right. But that's where okay. that's where the the meaning, I suppose, comes from. And when we get there, you'll see why that yep. fits together nicely. Um, so, Josh, is it, you is it maybe the the need of a the kind of joy of finding some sort of purpose or association with words and meanings, maybe. Like, I don't know, kind of... You know how you have people who look into the origin of words, like etymology or whatever. You might have people who specifically have an interest or like a hobby or... I don't know. I'm really. I've got no idea. So no, no. But sounds like. Is it the premise to this podcast? Is that what this is? (laughs) (laughs) Um, To speculate on. Yeah. Oh, it could be. Couldn't it? uh, What I will say is, it's it's almost the direct opposite. Oh, okay. So like a disinterest in the a disinterest in the meaning or origin. It's um. It's not necessarily a disinterest. Hmm. Hmm. It's not an interest or a disinterest, is it? Like an impartial neutrality? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, no, it's, it's not. Not necessarily about the emotion of a of a word, right? Um, wow. So, I, I, so <laughs> semantics is yeah. semantics like grammar? Is it, it like the way um, the words are? Put it, together, it's a it's a mixture of things, isn't it? Because I know it, it strays in some ways into like um, semiology, which you know signs and signifies, but it's um, it's mm. linguistics, meaning. Um, so pulling up another definition here, uh, it's a branch of linguistics and logic concerned with meaning. So I think it's Mike onto something there. Then, like you know, the structure ah. of like um, kind of you have words which. Um, 
Oh no. Okay, I don't know what let, I'm talking about here. You, you were, you, you, you let were me kind go of, for a second thought. Well, go on. You're going to say something, Mike. Sorry. When it, so is it? You are satisfied that your you have meaning. Uh, well, remember, it's about words. Um, All right. So, I, is it when you are satisfied <laughs> <laughs> that something that you have written has meaning? Um, it's. I'm not saying it. <laughs> I'm not saying the it's phrase. It's really hard to it's tell really, what it is without saying, saying what, what it is. is. <laughs> um, so, right, Josh, you were aiming towards like word association, right? Yeah, and word and maybe. Meaning. And, and now I'm is, thinking of word structure and like you know, um, it's, so it's not to do with word structure, right? Um, but you were going down like word association and word meaning, yeah. And this is this is the opposite of that. Now I'm going to steer I'm going to steer us a little bit. So it is um, it's a psychological phenomena that takes place. It's had many different names kind of um, through through time, but it was coined by. Uh, a guy called Leon Jakubowicz, <laughs> James, mm. cannot say that. Um, he coined the phrase in 1962. And it, it's a psychological thing, a relationship between okay. words and your mind. Yes, and so can I chip in here? Go. Obviously, like, you have you have the, the formal definition of a word, like the dictionary definition of a word, yeah. what that word means. But then you have words which you associate with experiences, moments, feelings, thoughts. Yeah. Some air of nostalgia, maybe. Mm -hmm. You're talking psychological here. Yeah. Is it something to do with the feeling that is invoked within you when you hear or see that word? Um, maybe like, so, you know, the emotional association yeah. versus the, you know, kind of the direct reference of what that word is so means. um so i that's uh f from my understanding that's more in the realm of kind of like going into semiology which is a prim primary and secondary signifiers so but that is right associations you know i say cat um and you you see a picture of a cat in your mind maybe yeah. but then, then the and secondary might... signifiers is cat as in catty you know or dog meaning puppy but then it also means like something nasty or whatever. So that's more sem semiotics from from my understanding. Um, right. But semantic satiation, um, a phenomena. So think about words, your mind, and when words begin to lose meaning. Ah, oh. is is that have you just told us what it is? I'm, I'm giving you big hints. Big hints. <laughs> <laughs> So is it when a word loses meaning because of repetition? That is exactly it. Do you have yeah. any examples, Jensen? So uh, an example is if you said a word over and over and over again, it, it loses meaning. So if you sat there and, but and is used this the like word with dog, regards to like community sense, or is this like at the individual level? So I'm thinking in, now of like you know kind of media, for example, might yeah. overuse a certain word and then desensitization. Yeah. So so that's it. So so obviously uh, f first protocol is on an individual level you know right, you, right. you know you sit there and you say banana 30 times yeah, and yeah. it loses but there's also some things that people do called word purges um and they theorize that they could use this uh to help overcome phobias and things like that so you say spider right. spider 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 you know and to the point it loses meaning um but also because basically there's a relationship that happens they think um that when you say the word this encyclopedia part of your brain 
brings up the association. But because right. you're saying the words so often, basically your brain gets tired of recalling that. And huh. so it loses the ability temporarily to, to connect to that encyclopedia part of your brain. And not only <laughs> that, but the things associated to that. So if you said dog, 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 over and over again, things associated to dog are also harder to recall for a short period of time. Um, and yeah, so desensitization is definitely part of this. And I suppose you could certainly use that, like you said, in the media, things like, um, you know, systematic desensitization and um, uh, social engineering. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, so that nice. is... Um, That's a really good one. Semantic satiation. Um, I, I'm not sure how I came across it, other than maybe an interest of going. What do you actually call that when you? Yeah, yeah. When you mm. when a word loses all meaning. Um, well, they're had... the best ones because you you always you always find out a little bit more as well, don't yeah. you? When, when that happens, like so I'd never I'd never known about this kind of connection mouth brain connection thing going on, and um, so I'll bring in the next person. Um, Today, Josh, you oh, shall be it... next, my friend. You have volunteered as tribute. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'm, I, I'm kind of just in my head deciding what I want to present on. Uh, oh, which topic? It, it might change the vibe of the podcast. Okay. Oh, it's not one of those dark ones again. <laughs> no, it's it? not. Right, I'm, I'm not. I'm going for it. I'm going for it. <laughs> okay, okay. I've got. I've got. <laughs> You've got I'm your not... interests, man. It's okay. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. So this week, I would like your first thoughts on something which is referred to occasionally as the diving's holy grail. The diving's, diving's holy grail. If we say it enough times, we'll forget what it means. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know what it means in the first place. <laughs> I hope not anyway, because I've been like really vague oh, with no, how I have I referred to this. So because it doesn't have a strict name, but it is oh. associated. So wait, it, this is the angle I'm taking. The diving's holy grail. Okay. The, yeah. So um, my first thought, if I may go. Mm. Go on. Um, now, I'm thinking like very literally when I'm looking at it and I'm wondering, yeah. is it some kind of like scuba divers perfect location somewhere you know like once upon mm. a we did like the the coldest thing on earth or what was it the yeah, place yeah. um so i'm wondering if it is like a scuba divers perfect uh location that's a really good first thought but unfortunately it's not correct okay it cool. is a really good first thought okay though. okay um obviously it's to do with diving um, okay i'll give you that thank Mike? you well, my first thought was that it was a, a a thing, an item, and I was probably thinking some kind of lost shipwreck or something like that would be you know, kind of cool to find. But Like the mecca for divers where they need to go and need to yeah. discover it. Yeah, like a, I'm sure there's some sort of law that there is a... Um, like a sh uh, well, I'm going to go with shipwreck. Or something like Atlantis, something that's like so... like spoken about but yep. never actually been found okay there probably is quite a fair few of them to, to be honest but that isn't my first thought because oh, it's not. <laughs> it, okay. it, it, it was initially my first thought but then your discussion with um jensen made me think maybe it's something a bit more um elusive than that oh. and <laughs> i'm gonna go with something that is 
not a thing, but mm. a skill. Oh. And I think maybe it could be doing, it could be like holding your breath or something like, um, if you're a, if you're a free diver, obviously yeah. holding your breath is an, an attribute you you want to get better at. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with that. I like thought. that. That's, that is like that's also you know, that's an also very very good first thought. So I'll um I'll tell you I'll let you know it's related to breathing, diving and, and breathing. It's, okay. it's related to diving. It's I wouldn't say it's a technique per se. But this thing has the potential to completely revolutionise diving, um, oh. which is why it's been referred to by by a few people as diving's holy grail. Um, so this is this is something which was discovered in two thousand and eight. Um, wow, recent. Okay, relatively. Yeah. So it's. Um, I don't know if I'm giving you too too much here, but. Um, mm. Basically, yeah, it's a, a revolution, a revolutionary discovery, which has. A... Has David Blaine got anything to do with it? David Blaine has not got anything to do with oh. it. I'm I'm wondering, is it some kind of human gill? You know, an ability, <laughs> like as an invention Gillyweed. or something, like a <laughs> way, a, Gillyweed, there you go. like a way to a way to breathe on breathe water. In a Jensen, way, Jensen, like Jensen. a filter for, you know, that does to be fair sound like a holy grail for divers. Like if you could actually just breathe water, that would be the dream, you know. So Jensen, you're you're kind of spot on with this. This discovery involves an artificial gill on humans, oh. which means that you can spend prolonged periods of time underwater. Cool, but it's not water that you're breathing. Oh, to the oh, right. Have you ever seen the film The Abyss? Right. Yes. So this is yeah. based off of oh no something which is in James James Cameron's film The Abyss. <laughs> do, do, I've not seen the film myself, but I know their references. Um, um, so do you want I'm, to elaborate I'm, on that, Jensen? Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm really into the film Abyss. Like we, we own like the extended <laughs> director's cut version. <laughs> Alan Silvestri's score. It's awesome, man. Um, so for those of you who don't know, The Abyss is a film where basically it's all kind of like deep sea diving. And in fact, I won't ruin it for you. But at some point, they have a piece of diving apparatus mm. um, and it's basically like a spacesuit that they fill with an oxygen oxygenated liquid and yep. they breathe the liquid in the suit because the theory yep. is that the liquid can't be compressed so you can dive deep and that Spot was also on, that, and that was also part of the principle behind the bathyscape that I talked about is that yeah. the gasoline yeah. couldn't be compressed i never knew that they actually did this though yeah so They've been. This it's like so it's liquid oxygen basically, but this is a technique that you know it's kind of been in operation since the nineteen nineties, not not with an application towards diving, um, but it's a liquid called a perfluorocarbon, a PFC, perfluorocarbon. It's basically oxygenated liquid, right? And um, 
as I say, it was it came into use in the mid nineties for premature babies because obviously their lungs hadn't developed yet. They were used to breathing in, you know, kind of liquid or water within no the womb. Way. But a heart surgeon, a retired heart and lung surgeon from the University of Texas, it's called Arnold Lond, came up with the application of this liquid breathing to diving. Um, so, you, you know, you kind of spot on, it's, um, so it's cool. a suit. It's a suit, so it's like, you know, you've got a helmet which fills up with this liquid oxygen. You have to breathe in, um, fill your lungs with the liquid oxygen, your nose, your ear cavities. Um, awesome. And then, <laughs> and then yeah, <laughs> basically, so there's like some some um, downsides of that because obviously the first time you breathe in a liquid, it's you a feel like you're, yeah, you feel like you're drowning. So there's like resistance from the body. So apparently you've got to fight like a gag reflex. You've got to train yourself to be able to do this process. So th- so this man, um, Arnold Lande, um, came up with maybe the need to use a drug to desensitize the diver to the feeling of, you know, breathing in liquids and stuff like that. But one of the coolest parts of this is they attach like a catheter to your um, femoral vein and they use it as a, a basically an artificial gill. Um so that the carbon dioxide, because obviously your helmet's full of liquid oxygen. Yeah. Um, you have to, you know, excrete the carbon dioxide basically because, you know, that's how we, we breathe. We convert yeah, oxygen yeah. to carbon dioxide. Um, so, yeah, they've got this artificial gill which goes into your femoral vein. Um, and apparently soda lime is placed on one side of it and, you know, process of diffusion draws out the carbon dioxide. Um but again, like you were saying before, because it's in liquid form, you can, you know, you don't need any decompression when you resurface. Advantages are, you Fucking know, you heck. don't get things like the bends, for example. Yeah, you don't get the shakes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, no way. Uh, apparently associated with, like, you know, there's no physical limits then with, with diving related to breathing or decompression. So it could open up like a realm of possibilities. But there's a lot of resistance to it because of this this um, this gill that you get put in, and the fact that it's such a horrible feeling trying to breathe in a liquid. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so yeah, um, currently apparently the world record for the deepest scuba dive is only 318 meters in depth, um, and that took 14 minutes to descend, wow. but 12 hours to ascend. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think the plan is. As I say, this was kind of coined in 2008 and I've not followed it like with regards to like how how commonly accepted or utilised that is, but That's pretty cool. cool. Yes. That's amazing. I th- I like, don't, obviously, I, in the I film, don't know if it was, it was inspired just... by the film or if it May... was... Well, I mean, it's strange. Things like this you know... usually are, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like what... you get... Um, like people were contacting... Like, I think, who was it? The our department of like defense were contacting like Jerry Anderson when he was making like Thunderbirds and UFO and stuff like that. So there's, it's interesting, you know, there's always like these things where they can take inspiration from, from sci-fi and fiction and then try and make that real. And this is one of those cool things. Cause obviously I was like, no, that'll never (laughs) great idea, but yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's not going to work. Is it? But 
well, as I say, it's been Fucking used eight. with premature babies, so we know. Amazing. We know it's like physically possible, and then he demonstrates <sighs> the process by adding this this basically gill area for carbon dioxide diffusion. I had no idea they were using it. I, like I, I'd never heard of that using that for premature babies at all. Yeah. But, um, um, so it, it's not as a topic really got an accepted name. Um, liquid breathing is possibly what most people refer to it as. But I thought if I said that, you'd get it straight away. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, a couple of people have referred to it as um, diving solely grail, just basically because of the possibilities it would, you know, open if people were to use it. That's crazy, man. I it's love really it. Good one. Yeah, that that's yeah. I'm excited to go look that up. That's my that's my kind of bag. So I'm <laughs> nice. looking forward to going reading up on that one. That's epic. <laughs> so Mike, what Mike, what's Mike got for us? Yeah, Mike, what have you got for us, mate? <laughs> Um, Another Dutch sandwich? <laughs> no, no Dutch sandwich today. No tax um, evasion. I would like your first thoughts on what a Holocene is. Holocene? Uh-huh. A Holocene's like a time period, right? Yeah. <laughs> it seems like you know this one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> um, there's uh, the, the Bon Iver album. Is it called Holocene? It is, yeah, but it's spelt differently. I don't know whether it's a different thing. Oh, altogether. Hmm. Possibly. Well, now, all I know is that it is a time period, but I don't know when it relates to or refers to. I'm um, in a position of I've never heard of this. So. Oh, had you not? <laughs> no, 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 oh, I've never sorry, heard of this. So. No, 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 like, it's cool, it's cool. There, We've like... had this before, though, so like it's nice to be on on this side of the... Oh, I should have just said I know what it is. No, it's, sorry, cool, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Yeah, but we, we know it's a time period, but... That that when doesn't mean anything it? to me. That is that like, you know, way back when? Or are we talking time period? Is in like so many seconds? Or uh, you yeah, know? So so let let's dig a little bit deeper then. Um, tell me. Well, I want you. I want you to guess how how long ago or what time period this spans. Let's let's work that out. Go on, Jensen. Um. Now, are we are, are we into like you know the Paleolithic thing? Like, are we talking millions of years ago stuff, or are we talking like Bronze Age, Stone Age stuff? You know, and we're talking a few thousand, ten thousand. Are we in the ten thousand? I'm sorry, that that's really open, isn't it? Are we millions? <laughs> I've of answered the- your question. Uh, to give you <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what I'm basically going for. Um, Let's focus on um, on the on the when. Let's place it. I think. No, I'm not. I think I know when this was, but I'm not going to say anything because it Go might on. give. Well, I, I, I might be wrong, but I might be right, and then it detracts from Jensen. Go on. Is it? Is Go it on. another name for the Ice Age? No. Oh, okay. I'm wrong then. <laughs> <laughs> so Any I'm gonna. Guesses? Well, I'm gonna hedge a guess, um, and I'm I'm gonna say. I'm going to say this was eight to 10,000 years ago. Oh. Okay. You, you, you're kind of close. Um, oh, wow. Nice, Jens. But you're also kind of not close. Yeah, okay. Just because I was like, this is either going to be millions or it's... It, it just reminds me of the word Philistine and like that kind of, you know... I know well, they're not it, related, you, but... Is it hollow the, or halo? Hallo. Hollow. H-O-L-O. Okay. Yeah. And do we know what that that prefix means 
Uh, no, I've not looked at the etymology of it. Okay. Um, okay. Holo makes me think looked, of looked into it. Makes me think of hologram. Yeah, it's not really something that you oh. can um, figure out from the word. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's not. It's not a um, descriptive. Um, yeah. Name. Apparently, hollow mm. means whole or entire. So yeah, so it's not. Was it one of the big? Really. No, it's not one of the biggest so, periods of time, is it really? So the the period of time that we're talking about is around ten thousand years. Um, what the duration or back in history? The, du- the duration of right. this period, okay. but it's okay. it's not a period. Oh. It's weird because you're like, I, I need to say period for period of time, but it's not a period. It's distinctly <sighs> defined. <sighs> As not a period. <laughs> you know, there's there's a word that I've completely forgotten now in, in like, biblical studies. Mm-hmm. And basically it's a... There's basically post-flood and pre-flood. Um, and if you were going off biblical timeline, this would obviously be pre-flood world. Um, for those of you who don't know, it theorizes that... The, well, the Bible talks about a worldwide flood... And there happens to be evidence in other religions and scientific evidence for a possible worldwide flood. Uh, if if nothing else, a rather large localized flood. So my point is, I'm thinking, is this some kind of like pre-flood era civilization thing? A civilization? No. I don't know. I don't uh, know. Uh. Is, it, is it to do with maybe like geology or like a geographic? Yeah, so it is. The, ah. so this is let me give you this to this word, a geochronological time scale. A geochronological time I like that. Yeah. Okay. It's a cool word, isn't it? <laughs> geochronological. So how how a part so of the world has formed then? Yeah, maybe. <gasps> oh. No, no. <laughs> That was a very. <laughs> I was going to say. So, I was going to say something really stupid, and then I. Uh, I should probably say well, it now because I've got to say. It. Yeah, we got to hear it. You know, I'm talking about tectonic movement, but this is tectonic movements taking place over like millions of years. Surely, you know, like Pangaea or whatever. Mm. That isn't like you know within the last ten thousand years. Well, it's not, is it? So, or is so, it? So, I don't know. So like, <laughs> do, right? Does 11,650 years ago mean anything to either of you? No. <laughs> 11,650. 11, 650 or thereabouts. Or between 11,000 and 12,000 years ago. It doesn't to me, but I... No. My first thought on that fact itself is maybe some sort of extinction period, maybe. Uh... Mm, yeah, I, yeah. I think um, Jensen was you were you were kind of close with this this flood. Um, ah. Let's uh, let's work on that. A oh, bit. Okay, right. Really random, like out of the ballpark. Is this is this some kind of worldwide mud flood? Because I've it's seen, not. I've heard there's, there's like ideas of like a mud flood at some point. Oh well, no. No, not that might have, that might have come that might have come after this period, but uh, we still haven't placed where the when the Holocene is. Do you want let's let's nail that down? So it's some kind of event. 
mm, some kind of no. geo geo no 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 it's a <laughs> uh, a geochronological geochronological time period time, time period but it's not a period because a period is it is a specifically defined ah so this is a period uh i think <laughs> so we've got two minutes really to guess this and then come up with yeah. ra- wrap up the episode so yeah, uh, yeah when when was this i think this was pre- oh you know prehistoric i'm like jurassic triassic period like around then I'm, i am thinking it's some sort of extinction event maybe it's well, related think, to dinosaurs well, we know it was like 12,000 years ago, right? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said, Mike? Oh, I thought Mike said the period is 12, but not the period. The duration no. uh-huh. of this event was 10,000 no, years. I was, I, was, I was intentionally vague. Uh, so the, <laughs> this, this period started around 12,000 years ago. Ah, okay. 10,000 AD. So, so we're like 10,000 AD-ish. Um, sorry, BC. Um, oh, man. Like we we are like in that thing. I feel like I should know this because we're right around the emergence of like the patriarchs, like biblically and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, that, that that's a frustrating thing that I feel like I should know, but I'm really just drawing a total blank here. Um, right. I just really don't know, man. <laughs> Go, <laughs> I just on. Don't know. Go on. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> you are in the Holocene epoch. Ah, okay. So. It started around 12,000 years ago. We're currently in uh, it. We're currently in it right, now. Right, okay. Right, right. The, the previous epoch is the Pleistocene, right. which oh. you might have heard of. Yeah. 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 So there are, um, there's like subdivisions of time, and a, an epoch is shorter than a period, but longer than an age. So, you know, <sighs> this you've is, heard of like This terminology is amazing. These things. So, um, yeah, if you go and Google um, Holocene, yeah, uh, it'll tell you that this is the time since the end of the last major um, ice age, basically. Ooh, ah. which is why I said there may have been, you know, some flooding that's around not, that time yeah, once yeah, that yeah. started warming up. So, so that's yeah, you're currently in the Holocene. We are well, in it now. I yeah. feel, I feel, I feel stupid educated. for not knowing what that was. Like, that, I, I, feel I was educated, aware. Like, I was aware of the word, but not the meaning of it. Um, that I've, yeah. I was just like, never, no idea. Um, <laughs> nice. That's that's really cool. Um, right. We need to. In fact, is it up to? Is it Mike's job to make an episode name, or is it a group effort? I think Mike's part of the crew now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Right. I've, I've, I've had a I've had a little think. I'm gonna okay. suggest liquid epoch epochic satiation. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe liquid. not. I like liquid epoch. Yeah, liquid epoch, okay. Could we just leave it at liquid epoch or should yeah. we have a, Yeah, liquid epoch. Let's do that and sign <laughs> I off. like that. Liquid epoch. Um <laughs> Right, well, I better sign us off. Uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, this week, boys. Yeah, thanks, nice Mike to see you well. both again. Thank you so much, Mike, um, for joining us. Of course, you can follow us at JRJ Podcast on all our social medias Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox, Google Podcasts. So, um, nice. boys, 
I'll see you all next week. Yeah, thanks for a great episode, guys. Yeah, yeah so good. I've been schooled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, take all care. Right. All, all right, right, boys. Bye-bye.